I would very much like to encourage the mothers today as we are going into this very uncharted territory, uh, we, as we find ourselves maybe entertaining little ones right now, so you may be slightly distracted. So don't worry, mums, I'm going to be short and sweet and brief. So mothers, first of all, I want to say that you are doing a great job. You will get days where it doesn't feel like it, and especially at this time in this tricky season which we all find ourselves in. And structure and routine and the things that we normally do have been taken away from us, and so we have to kind of find our way in this situation. And so I want to encourage you, you are doing a great job, keep going, and at this season, maybe to just take out a huge sheet of paper, place it on the table with a pen, and just kind of trying to... um, recreate some sort of structure and routine so that every day that comes we have got a little bit of a plan and a little bit of routine for our children particularly if they are young there are loads of online suggestions of how to survive during this time of spending a lot of time with our families in our homes and so we have Pinterest and YouTube and thankfully there is a lot of resources out there so I would encourage you to you know get some of those things in place before Monday morning hits us Okay, so, which brings me really to my first point this morning, and that is we are going to be spending a lot of time together in our homes with our child or children, and so let's take this opportunity to create some lasting memories. And so, point one of my talk this morning, to encourage you mums especially, is how do we create creating lasting memories? When I look back at my own childhood, some of the memories I remember the most and treasure the most were of my mum and they were always of things that we did at home together, not really places where we went or anything that entailed a lot of cost. They were times where we were at home together. And one of the examples of this was when I was about in late primary school, so I was about eight or nine, my mum was a secretary and she worked full time. My dad was a building contractor and so I used to come home and let myself in and get some chores done and I used to um, either fill or empty the dishwasher and then peel some potatoes ready for tea and then my mum would come home from work and then my dad 30 minutes later and that was our routine. But on this particular day, as I put my key into the door, lo and behold, my mum was already home before me. And what she had done was she had brought out the dining room table that came out on special occasions, an extending table, which some of you may have, and it was fully extended. And what she had done was she had placed uh, newspapers all over the table, and there were pots of paint and pots of glue and tins of buttons and bits of material and all sorts of things that she had gathered and what we did that afternoon was just spend hours and hours my sister and I and my mum just making things drawing pictures crafting sticking and we just spent hours and the time went so so quickly and that is one of my special memories of my mum we didn't go anywhere didn't really cost anything but it was of time and attention that was focused and time spent together doing something around that table and I absolutely loved it and so I want to encourage you mums today especially with younger children to kind of kind of create some impromptu activities a break from routine fun stuff messy stuff most kids love a surprise most kids love making and doing things together 
And so that is something that I have always tried to do with my own children over the years because it was something that I remember and treasure. And so when I consider some of the things that we used to do when our children were young, our Sam, when he was uh, about two or three, we had a big delivery and we had this big cardboard box lying around in our house. And so we made a castle out of it and he painted it and we cut out turrets on the top and he made a crown out of an old cornflakes packet and he spent days and days playing inside this castle. And one day we actually found him fast asleep. He slept in it, he loved it. This was his new domain and anybody who entered that castle, look out, because the king was was there. And so we can create lots of fun things with our kids. Our Isaac, he always loved playing with wood. If he found a hammer or a saw or an axe, not that I'm saying for one minute we should give tools of this nature to our children, especially if they're under the age of 18 or not used to uh, handling such weapons. Um, He was always creating things with wood and knocking nails in things and loved nature. And now he's 18 and he's just qualified as a carpenter. So you never know, these things of learning through play can inspire our children to even sometimes lead them into a vocation that they may love. Our Naomi, here she is when she was about five or six. She always loved to bake. She always loved making little fairy cakes. And we always used to make pasties and rolling dough and making a mess in the kitchen. And we don't have to be good cooks to do these things. We just need to uh, kind of just create that space. And now we have it to um, have lots of fun and interaction and physical contact and direct attention with these children of ours so that we create lasting memories. And I know that many of you already do these things and so this is maybe a time of being a little bit more creative and thinking outside of the box and if we're not creative get those jigsaws out read those books get those puzzles out go for walks utilize the outdoor space that you have and so just create that time together Another memory was when my mum would put some music on in the lounge and we would just dance around really silly, dancing around to music and she would swing me around and swing my sister around and she would lie on the floor and lift me up on her feet and I would fly through the air and land on a beanbag and we would both be falling about howling with laughter and we would just have so much fun. And these are just some of the treasured memories that I have of my childhood with my mum. Kids thrive on focused attention. Like never before have we been so distracted, myself included. Our phones are great resources, but they are also the bane of our lives. Our children are older now, and and, uh, we sometimes sit around and play cards, and I'll have my phone on the side, and we'll be playing cards, and I'll miss my turn because I'm on my phone, and Naomi will say to me, Mum, get off your phone. And I'm like, oh, I've just got to check something. I've just got to check something. I've just got to text somebody. And like never before, we're living in a time where we are so easily distracted, and children are growing up with mums and dads and carers kind of transfixed onto these little screens and all they're wanting is for you to look into their eyes and to give them focused attention no matter how old they are. So I want to encourage you at this time, it's especially distracting at the moment. I have tried to knuckle down and do some thoughts for my talk this week and every two minutes there's a notification or a news flash and you want to stay abreast on top of all that's going on in the world and it's been a very distracting week. But I would encourage you, put 
that phone in a drawer, put that phone in your handbag, switch it off for an hour and give our children the focused attention that they so long crave. And so let's continue to create lasting memories, fun stuff, creative stuff, messy stuff. Let's create that environment where we can be close with our children. Lots of cuddles, lots of physical touch, but not if they've got a snotty nose right now. Lots of eye contact, attention and praise. Which brings me on to my second encouragement this morning. And I know you mums all do these things. And sometimes it's just good to kind of just be gently reminded, oh yes, this is a season which could be tough. And so these things will really help. And that is encouragement. Encouragement is something that makes you feel great. It is so empowering. It builds confidence and it enables you to get really good at stuff. And we all thrive under encouragement, whether it's from a parent or a teacher or a boss or a leader. Let's face it, none of us like to be told off or discouraged constantly, although appropriate discipline is essential to a child's upbringing and development, as long as it is balanced with encouragement. Let's face it, many places or people groups that our children spend their time with will not be the most edifying of circles. And so let home be an oasis of encouragement for our children. That was great. Well done. That was brilliant. You tried so hard. I love it when you do that. Encouragement is a powerful source. So be a mum who continues to give plenty of encouragement to your child, no matter how old they are. Now, sometimes, as we know, as parents, we can find ourselves going through a phase where it's all about discipline. Don't do that. Stop that. Put that down. Put your sister down. Leave that alone. You were so naughty. You were so annoying. On and on and on and on it can go. And some days, the only thing that seems to come out of your mouth is negative, sort of commanding and discipline and that type of thing. We constantly have a frown or a scowl on our face. But look for good behaviours in your child, even if it's something really small praise it even if they've shared half their biscuit with their sister or they've done something to help they've picked something up and they've put a toy away praise it find those little things and praise it that was great that makes mummy feel so happy when you do that well done let's see how kind you can be to the people that we see today well done try and encourage as much positive behavior as we possibly can even in the small things one Thessalonian, Thessalonians 5 verse 11 says, encourage one another and build each other up. And that's for all of us, but especially with children because they thrive with encouragement. And I like to occasionally leave a little gift bag on our children's pillows. They're all grown up now, but this is something I still like to do from time to time because it just shows our children that mummy loves you, I'm proud of you, I'm thinking of you. It's not necessarily their birthday or a special occasion. It's just because. And that is a good thing that I was given a tip to do when I was a young mum, and it's something I continue to do now. A little gift bag with some sweets or just a little toy and a little note just to say, I love you, I'm proud of you, well done, I'm so blessed to have you. And another little tip, when our children walk through the door from school, although it may be some time before they do that, um, again, who knows, but sometimes when we ask our children, so how was your day? Fine. What did you learn today? Nothing. Not much. A little tip I was told when my children were young was to ask the question specifically, 
What was the highest point of your day today? And what was the lowest point of your day today? So that kind of encourages conversation and specifics so that your child can feel that you are interested in them and that you're interested in how their day went and that you are encouraging to speak and to talk and to keep the airways of communication open, especially as they get older. And thirdly, which leads me on to my next point, unconditional love. This is vital, as we know. In 1 Peter 4, verse 8, it says, Above all things, love each other deeply, because love covers over a multitude of sins. And that is something for all of us to take away this morning. We've just completed our series on love. And in these trying days, continue to love, as love covers over a multitude of sins. Children need to be loved without conditions. I have so often heard parents say to their children when they've done something a bit naughty, mummy will not love you anymore. Mummy will not be your friend. If you do that again, mummy will not love you anymore. And as children grow, they may find struggles in their lives. And so we need as parents to love them no matter what. We need to be patient, taking many deep breaths along the way and offering guidance repeatedly. We need to embody a consistently loving, accepting presence and a safe climate for our children. Although discipline appropriate should be, without saying, <clears throat> you know, really strong in the home as well. But it needs to be balanced with encouragement and lots of unconditional love. We should never withhold love for our children, no matter what. This sort of behaviour, when they are constantly pushing boundaries, is especially prevalent in the sort of t tots age and in the teenage years. But it can happen at any time, particularly if you have a particularly strong-willed child, which we know something a little bit about. And so make sure that your children still feel loved. You really want your children to be open and honest with you about everything. They really need to know. And so when their behaviour or attitude is driving you up the wall, across the ceiling and down the other side again, which is a term Adam used to say quite a lot, you are the adult here. And remember, when you felt the same, when you were a child and when you were a teenager and couldn't get your own way. And so be tough, but still love. They say children relate differently at different age groups to us mums. And so when a child is two, three and four, the whole world revolves around you. Mum knows absolutely everything. You are the everything to that little child. Then when they get a little bit older, sort of nine, ten, eleven, they start to think, oh, mum doesn't really know that much. And when they're about 13, 14, 15, 16, sort of learning that there are other influences out there, they think to themselves, mum doesn't know anything. And then when they're about sort of 17, 18, 19, mum is so out of touch with the reality. She doesn't know a thing about my life and the world and the times we're living in. And then reason sets in, hormones begin to settle. And as they reach their sort of mid-20s, they begin to say, well, I wonder what mum would say. Let's ask mum, I wonder what she would do in this situation. And reason comes back into their lives, I think. 
And so um, I lost my mum when I was 28, so I can't really go further than that age uh, from my own personal experience. But as uh, we lose our mums, whatever age we are, sometimes then we start to say to ourselves, I just wish mum was here. I just wish I had my mum to see what she would say in this situation. What would she do about that? And so today, of course, Mother's Day is also a day of sadness, filled with memories for those of us who have lost our mums. But it is also when we bring back memories of those times that we treasured, of those hugs and of those smiles and of those words of wisdom and the sacrifice that our mums showed us and raised us in growing up. And so on that note, I want to say, love your mums, appreciate them, while they are still in your life. Try not to take them for granted. Don't let them become just a source of childcare or home help. Treat them, respect them, love them, spend time with them, even if it's virtual for now. One of the things my mum would love to do was to get out the memory box that she kept above her wardrobe, especially when I was older. So if I was getting ready to go somewhere and she was in her bedroom, I'd run into her bedroom to maybe pinch some lipstick or grab a hairbrush, and she'd say, oh, Shan, Shan, wait, I want to show you something. And she'd start opening the cupboard above the wardrobe, and I'd think, oh, no, not again, not now. I'm too busy, I'm in a rush, I've got to go somewhere. But you know, now I would do anything to just sit with my mum and go through those family albums and the family tree and the postcards and the pictures and the little pictures that we used to make when we were three. And so I want to encourage you to treasure your mums and love them and treat them and respect them and just make the most of them while they are with you because none of us know what tomorrow brings. And so this time of isolation, which isn't really great for the more sort of elderly generation, in terms of being isolated, let's make sure that we still reach out and we still connect with these wonderful, precious people in our lives. And this season has really made me realise just how precious this older generation really are. And now we can't visit or sit with them for a cuppa and a chat. It makes me want to visit them even more. And so when this all passes, let's allow a little bit more time and concern for this generation who really love to spend time with us. I have uncles in their 80s and 90s and in-laws in their 70s and now I can't go and visit them. It's so weird and it's really, really sad. When all the while I've been saying, oh, I'll pop in next week or I'll pop in when the weather breaks or I'll pop in when I'm less busy. And so I want to encourage you for those people in your life that are older to not procrastinate and to make a little time to share a little love. In 2 Timothy, and I'm just going to be finishing now, 1 verse 5. Paul recognises the influence of Timothy's grandmother and mother, Lois and Eunice. My grandmother was named Eunice, and it, I didn't realise till some years ago that it was actually a Bible name. And uh, I loved my grandmother, and she had a lot of influence on me. And these two women had great spiritual influence on Timothy's life. And Paul saw it and picked up on this in Timothy. And so it goes to show that mothers and grandmothers can be a light to their families. Timothy had a sincere and real faith. And in Proverbs, in chapter 14, verse 1, it talks about a wise woman building the house. And 
What does a house represent? Okay, so to us mums, a house isn't just about bricks and mortar and we've got to keep it tidy. It's not just about tidying the house, as that should be teamwork to make the dream work, especially if a mum has a job as well. And especially in this day, where we are spending a lot more time at home, creating a lot more mess, making a lot more meals, creating a lot more laundry and dishes, etc. The last few days, all I feel I've done is empty the dishwasher, fill the dishwasher and make more food. And so... Let's help our mums. And so kids, if you're listening this morning, even if you're still in primary school, you can fold laundry, you can sweep the floor, you can do the dishes, you can tidy up. And so help your mums. If you want your mum less tired, if you want your mum less stressed, and you want your mum to have more fun with you, then lend a helping hand. You are more than capable and you can do it. And so mums and ladies, what's for us? So what does it mean to build the house? What does that actually mean? Does it mean that we put on our hard hat and we take bricks and mortar and we actually build our houses by physical means? No, it means that we take spiritual bricks and mortar and we build into our families, into our children and into our homes. Love, kindness, fairness, patience. We are worshipping God. We are spending time with God. We are being an example to our children. We are instilling into our children confidence for the world that they face around them. And so we build them up and we set the tone in our households. We cultivate the environments in our home. There's a saying which I know you're all familiar with. If mama ain't happy, then nobody ain't happy. And that is so true. And so we need to get what we need from God because we just can't keep going and going, giving and giving. We need to rest. We need time to ourselves. We need our time with God. And so living our faith out daily as examples to our children will hopefully encourage our children to do the same. And so mums, let's continue to build our house, creating environments in our homes of love and fun and creativity and unity and safety and security where God is first place in your life and in your decisions. Let's continue to be mums and grandmothers who create lasting memories, who encourage our children and continue to love unconditionally. So happy Mother's Day. I miss you all. I miss seeing the children and the flags. I miss seeing all our students. I miss seeing all our more mature people. I miss seeing everybody. And never again will I take for granted the things that we have in church, and that is each other. But hey, church isn't about bricks and mortar. God is omnipresent. He is with us here, and he is with you in your homes too. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so be encouraged. Keep Keep connected, stay in touch, and let's get this get through this stronger. In Jesus' name, Amen.